0: Rise for their majesties of royally obsessed. The podcast for all things royals. Stand by. Three cheers
1: for Her Majesty the Queen. And action! (laughs) Hi guys, welcome back to Rarely Obsessed. I'm Lisa Ryan and I'm Caitlin Menza, and it's time for your weekly update on the royal news you need to know. The first of 2019. Yay! (laughs) Happy New Year, everybody! Um, and please make sure to follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. Subscribe to the podcast, please, and leave us a royal rating of a five-star review. Obviously, you already know we love your reviews. Yeah. And you can also send us an old-fashioned email at gallerypodcast.com. Today, we have a great lineup, in my opinion. Yeah, it, indeed. It's very festive. So first, we're going to go through all the royal Christmas updates that we have, and um, there's There's, some scrabble involved thank goodness um and then we're gonna talk about new year's maybe a secret trip
0: yeah not mine (laughs) i went nowhere i'm here same (laughs) here i am
1: and then we have the royal stylist updates yeah and this week our royal refreshment
0: and now it's time for the weekly royal cocktail is tea. (laughs) (laughs) I just know that it's following that little cork popping noise that we have with a pouring sound. Oh no, everyone's going to know it's a sound effect. It's a sound effect. (laughs) Um, I'm doing dry January, sober January. So Lisa joined me in that effort today. I was just like, oh, I bought tea. Yeah. In my younger years, I was always like, wow, people who do sober January are the worst because they won't stop talking about it and complaining about it. And January is usually the most boring month of the whole year. And like you need That's wine. That's rude. I, oh, sorry. Cause it's your birthday month. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's like a depressing time. So usually like, you can take my red wine from my cold dead hands, but this year, I just feel junky inside, so I'm yeah. going to take a month off. And I'm not above drinking alone, but I
1: just thought tea sounded cozy. Yeah, very cozy. I just wanted cozy time. Mm-hmm. And this week, we have a really fun email from our listener, Carrie. It's mind-blowing. <laughs> yes. Um, so the subject is, "Rarely Obsessed, Guy Ain't Got Nothing on Lupo. <laughs> Dear Caitlin and Lisa, I just listened to the latest episode of your podcast, and you mentioned that you were looking for children's book ideas, a la his royal dogness, Guy the Beagle. I often hear you lament about how the pupper of Cambridge is never included in family photos, so I immediately thought that would be a funny idea. Lupo is depressed that he's never included in family photos anymore, so he makes various attempts to photobomb the royal family, such as dropping in from the ceiling, Mission Impossible style, or borrowing the royal jewels and trying to disguise himself as Queen Elizabeth. That
0: is genius.
1: Yeah, I know. Seriously. Someone give her a book deal.
0: I love that idea. And also, you, of of course, can't hear this through the microphone, but Pupper of Cambridge was all capitalized very (laughs) properly. Thank you, Carrie. Yes. But then Carrie goes on to say,
1: although apparently Lupo, Lupo already has his own book series by Abby King which leads me to believe that maybe he's not in the photos because he's too busy solving mysteries around historical sites in London
0: love the podcast and hope you have a wonderful holiday cheers that's a real roller coaster Carrie because first you suggest the most adorable children's book idea I've ever heard Mm -hmm. and then you disappoint me and crush my spirit by telling me it already exists I know I was really hoping she would get a book deal out of this like what dogs are left the mystery Sussex dog we don't even have a name for that we can't get a book deal without a dog name we can't just make up the name Caitlin. It's a real problem.
1: Can be named Caitlin. <laughs> I don't
0: want it to be named Caitlin. That's a ridiculous dog name. <laughs> I think it's a beautiful name, and I Thank think you, you should cherish your name. Well, we did look up some of the do- some of the Lupo books by Abby King. Um, they are all hysterical sounding. The first one is Lupo and the Secret of Windsor Castle. Um, he's lured into a wicked trap by Cyrus the Swan in Kensington Gardens, which is hysterical. <laughs> um, what else? There were others. Um, Lupo and the Curse at Buckingham Palace. Lupo and the Thief at the Tower of London. So basically you get the sense that they're all structured like Nancy Drew novels. So genius. And we looked at the illustrations and they're really cute. And they kind of look like the guy, the Beagle ones. So there's like a whole cottage industry of dog books. I like dogs. I no actually let me amend that.
1: I love dogs, so I'm excited for all the dog content. I just want it to be my dog content, but fine. That's fine. Find Caitlin, buy a dog and I'm oh, not buy, sorry, adopt. Oh my god, I can't believe I said that. it's a
0: it's a consideration. Adopt it. I'm I'm considering it. Adopt, don't shop. Yes. Beautiful. <laughs> um and then we have this week in royal history. And now this week in royal history. So this is a report from the Telegraph circa 2016, around this week in 2016, um, reporting that that year, the previous year, 2015, the Queen had carried out more engagements than William, Kate and Harry combined, which was I know this comes out fairly regularly, but I remember this report as being one of the few that like made it. To our side of the pond. Because um, we don't, I don't, I just don't think Americans have the awareness about their working hours the way they do in the UK, where mm-hmm. they really track them. And so that year they were really shading that she was at the time 89 years old, turning 90 in April, and all of her grandkids were working less than she was. Um, of course, the Duchess, you know, was like, Kate was on maternity leave in 2015 with Princess Charlotte. Um, but yeah, they like, ugh, there was a lot of shade in the press. And this year, we just looked it up,
1: and on Royal Central, it says that Princess Anne had the most engagements in 2018 of the royal family. She had 518 engagements. Oh my God. <laughs> That's more than there are days in the year. She's busy. Oh my gosh. That Princess Anne. That's crazy. And then coming in second is Charles, Prince of Wales, with 507.
0: So. That's a lot. The brother and sister, they're busy people. Yeah. I mean, we remember from the Prince Charles Vanity Fair story that he really likes to emphasize his working hours and how many engagements he has. But, oh, look at his sister showing him up. So, how about that, Vanity Fair? She's just so cool. I love her so much. She's really great. I do feel like I've seen a ton, obviously, of Meghan and Harry in the last year, considering she was only an official royal for half the year. Mm -hmm. Um, I just think the sheer number of hours they were in front of cameras in Australia, like on the Australia trip, should count for something. I hope they got paid overtime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Workers' rein- rights. Reimbursed for their <laughs> overtime hours. I don't think that's how it works, Lisa. I don't know.
1: Um, and before we get into the topics we're going to discuss today, mm-hmm. we had asked some of our listeners to chime in about their favorite royal moments of 2018, and we have a few of them in front of us. Um so Sarah told us that every time she saw Meghan Markle was her favorite moment. That's a great. It's a great one. <laughs> Bonnie told us uh, the engagement announcement. Uh, Meghan Markle as a force for herself and everything she's promoting. And she loves us. So that's fine. <laughs> and then we also heard from Emma, who told us on Instagram that she loved seeing Meghan Markle on royal tour and uh, she recorded this it looks like with her
0: dad in the background which we love (laughs) (laughs) extra points and you'll always grab our attention when you have cutie family members in the background Yeah. Um, then we have one from a friend of the pod Sarah aka the royal watcher which is a clip that I don't have though do you have Mm -hmm. it? Okay so here's a clip from Sarah.
1: Hi girls my number one favorite royal moment of 2018 was watching Prince Andrew be The number one father of the bride. So sweet.
0: Oh, I love that one. That's so cute. (laughs) That's such a great one. I don't think he got enough credit for not doing anything embarrassing at his own daughter's (laughs) wedding. So (laughs) points to Prince Andrew. And thank you so much for everyone for letting us know your favorite moments. We loved spending 2018 with you. Indeed. Indeed we did. Um, So speaking of Princess Anne, the hardest working royal and the most undercover hardworking royal in the entire family. She was my best dressed at Sandringham at Christmas. Interesting, why is that? I'll tell you. So of course we'll discuss the fact that um, Kate Middleton wore her amazing like cranberry coat and Meghan Markle was in head to toe Victoria Beckham, spoiler alert, spoiler alert for that conversation. But Princess Anne was in this amazing swirly turquoise coat that I would 100% wear. And then Mm. this like very like spy-like matching turquoise fedora it was just really cool. Everyone looked very good at Sandringham this year. Yeah, everyone was very well
1: dressed and they also looked very happy, which was really nice to see because obviously going into Christmas at Sandringham, you know, there was the weeks of like horrible, really annoying, frustrating reports that really angered us and just all these like Rumors, but you know what like who cares if people are best friends. They're all family So at the end of the day, they spend Christmas together they were they looked really happy in their photos yeah. and I mean, I know that people can suggest like they're smiling for the cameras But it looked genuine to me. Yeah, I think that whatever may have happened or didn't happen who knows that's all behind them. They're all just like focused on the positive. You know, Kate has her three beautiful children who are like my children. Mm -hmm. And then Megan has my godson or daughter arriving (laughs) very soon. So it's a very important time for all of us, especially me. But I think everyone's just so focused on the joyful things. It's the holidays and I don't know. I really loved it.
0: Yeah. I just I think it was a the Christmas morning was a great reminder of how easily they can do away with negative press just by dressing beautiful like being their best selves, which is to say, dressing beautifully, looking great, looking like they actually like each other and distracting us with their awesome lives, which is wearing amazing coats and going to services with the Queen.
1: Yes. And okay, so I really I liked Kate's outfit a lot, but Megan's outfit was like an outfit that I would probably try to recreate in my own life. Granted, I am not pregnant, so I
0: wouldn't try to recreate, like, a maternity look. Well, that's actually the thing. It was a great eating dress for the rest of us and how we approach Christmas Day. Mm -hmm. Great eating dress. Um, Yeah, she was in, like, head-to-toe Navy, head-to-toe Victoria Beckham. Well, weren't the boots black? Were they black?
1: I think they were. Maybe it was just certain pictures. I'm not really sure, but I like the juxtaposition of Navy and black. I know that's not for everybody, but I think it's very... Great. I think that Megan looked so chic. I mean, I wouldn't wear the hat in my everyday life because I live in the US and that wouldn't really work. But not
0: a, for a Tuesday in the office at the cut.
1: Um actually, I'm sure they'd be like, "Well, there's Lisa, <laughs> just living her life per usual. <laughs> Lisa being Lisa. There she goes." <laughs> but, you know, like I I just thought she looked so chic and so I really liked it. And I thought Kate looked lovely. I thought everyone looked lovely. The guys looked happy. Yeah. I just I don't know.
0: All of these photos just made me happy yeah and listen it was no accident that they positioned when the four of them were walking up the path together they positioned it so that the two women were in the middle together kate and megan were side by side which right away the image is right there of like everything's great look how nice they look together they're just like two sisters-in-law having a great time but didn't they do that last year as well because i remember freaking out being like they're photographed together I all i remember from last year's christmas services was that megan wore that like tan on tan outfit and did a beautiful curtsy. These are the things I t- I took away. She also did a beautiful curtsy this year. She got lots of accolades in the press for her great curtsy. Great curtsy, which and now she's a little off balance with an extra, you know, human inside of her. So that's harder to do. Yeah, so, I
1: wouldn't be able to do it. I'm not flexible.
0: <laughs> so bravo to that. But yeah, there was some sort of coverage of Kate or no, Megan, sorry, when they were getting out of the cars, Kate reached over and or Megan, sorry, geez, Megan reached over and tapped Kate's back. So like there was a clear sort of like affection moment.
1: Yeah. So I don't know. I feel like the rumors were probably always gonna be there because as we've said many times, people love pitting two women against each other. And who knows what's happening behind the scenes, but like I Don't really like the negativity so this was all so wonderful and i hope that everyone had a lovely christmas and also the sun had this report which it's kind of a funny report because like how did they get it but they said that um kate and megan played scrabble together on christmas and i just think that's the cutest
0: i love that idea i love that at the end of the day it's just like a christmas day and everyone eats their big lunch and then like naps or plays games or whatever that afternoon. Yeah,
1: I feel like the holidays are just a really good reminder that they're a family. Yes, they're royals. Yes, we follow their every mood move, sorry. And also mood, I guess. But and yes, like some of us have a podcast about them, but they're just a family. <laughs> they're just, they're normal. just normal
0: people that we happen to be obsessed with and talk about every week. <laughs> I think about their every movement <laughs> Yeah. That said, Scrabble is not a light game to me. No. Yeah. Scrabble is very stressful and um I once played with my boyfriend over Memorial Day weekend of last year, and it was the biggest fight we've ever had and the closest we've ever come to breaking up. But Scrabble (laughs) brought you together. I mean, sort of. We can't even say the word Scrabble. It's a (laughs) verboten term in our relationship (laughs) because we have different approaches to the rules. Or how he puts it, I follow the rules, and you choose not to follow the rules. (laughs) (laughs) You play it with New Jersey justice? No, it's not. like I just... (laughs) I didn't. I don't believe him that one of the rules is the rules. That's uh-huh. really what it comes down to. I can't get into it because I actually feel my blood pressure rising. <laughs> He's gonna be upset when he listens to this episode. But like suffice it to say, not a stress free game. Not how I would spend Christmas Day. But I <laughs> love the image of the two of them like kneeling on the carpet that costs more than my apartment building and playing Scrabble. So I love that idea. I hope it's stress free for them. Um, yes. What else happened? Oh, there was one funny little report about Christmas Day. So I was you know, a bit disappointed that we didn't see the kids on Christmas day. We usually don't see them walking up to church services, but um, we got one funny little report about how the kids approach, how the Cambridge kids approach Christmas morning. So you see that headline and I'm like, Oh yes. An update about the Cambridge kids on Christmas morning. And I thought it was going to be like, George got a tractor and princess Charlotte got a little erector set, but no, it was that the kids wake up early. <laughs> Wait, where do you have? Oh yeah. yeah from Hello magazine. Hello. <laughs> so it's just like, I guess somebody asked Kate Middleton on the row and she said, um, somebody on the, in the crowd asked Kate if George and Charlotte had woken up early that morning. And she said she confirmed that they had using the term, using the words very early. I wow. Wow. <laughs> Can you imagine that three children under five were excited about Christmas morning?
1: Oh my god, I can't.
0: <laughs> How do you also keep Cambridge kids humble with their Christmas presents?
1: Aww. Doesn't it
0: seem rude that they even get Santa? Think about it. Yeah, but not that they just, don't deserve Santa. Everyone so deserves cute. Santa, but it's just it's weird. <laughs> Where do they go shopping for their presents? Hmm. Do you think a little like an assistant goes out and gets Christmas presents? I'm not sure. I think that's what the internet's for. I think you're right. Um, But yes, so that's like just a funny little update. I do wonder what they got for Christmas.
1: I do too. Socks. Please let us know, Kate. Yeah. (laughs) Kate, if you're listening. We really wanna know what the kids got from Santa. Yes. And then, so we're done with Christmas now.
0: Now on (sighs) to New Year's Eve. I guess we are done with Christmas. Bye Christmas.
1: Bye Christmas. See you in
0: 12 months. See you next
1: year. Um, So I'm reading a report from Cosmo right now. They aggregated the Daily Mail. The Daily Mail reports that Meghan and Prince Harry are believed to have gone on holiday ahead of her delivery and for New Year's Eve. Do you think this
0: is a baby moon? Baby moon?
1: I guess so. But also, it turns out last year, they were reported to have gone on vacation to Monaco, um, to Monte Carlo. And so I think it could be like they like to go on little trips. But also, the
0: baby's about to come. And after the very public year they've had, they deserve like a little vacation. Oh, I would never begrudge them a vacation. Oh, again. Of course. I love nothing more than the idea of those two on a beach hanging out yeah and just loving each other as much as they do i hope they're having a nice private time yeah that said if they want to invite us or like send a postcard we're available
1: we'll literally run out of this podcast (laughs) we're done with this
0: i need a vacation i need one too i could use a beachy thing right about now (laughs) so i hope that's what they're doing um but in other news someone who i adore dug up an old tig blog post i love when people dig up old tig Dig up the TIG.
1: I like to go to this thing, the Wayback Machine, which is like where you can look through internet archives, and oh, that's yes. how I can read old TIG posts. But not everything is on there, but still, it's like very, very nice. But yeah, um,
0: we found. Our- well, People Magazine found them, so God bless uh, the reporter at <laughs> People Magazine, whose gig is to dig up the TIG. Um, but she pulled one of the writers pulled up a post from January 2016, so three years ago this month the then 34 year old Megan Markle shared her personal goals for the new year on the TIG. And she said that her typical kind of stuff is that she'll write things like she'll make resolutions, like run a marathon, stop biting my nails, stop swearing, which again, do you think Megan Markle swears now? Probably not. <laughs> Relearn French, maybe something she's doing now. Um, And she says that she makes the same exact list every single year. The marathon hasn't happened. Uh, The swearing comes in lulls triggered by being overworked or feeling mighty cheeky after a couple of drinks. That's cute. That is so cute. That is so freaking cute. (laughs) First of all, that Meghan Markle curses when she's drunk. And secondly, that she would say cheeky. She was already just so ready for British slang. Yeah, completely. But what's great is she basically, in that blog post, vowed that she would not be making resolutions anymore. And that instead, my New Year's resolution is to leave room for magic, to make my plans and be okay if they sometimes break, to set my goals but be open to change. And then she encouraged her readers to follow suit. So... Six months after she said, leave room for magic in your life, she gets set up with friggin Prince Harry. And lives like a real life magical fairy tale. Wow. Wow. Do I need to leave room for magic? Yes. My resolutions among them, it's like run once a week. Once a week. Mine is just be healthier. I don't know. I've been thinking a lot about gout lately.
1: Um, It sounds weird, but it's been in the press a lot. So like I'm nonstop thinking about gout. I don't have it, but I can't stop thinking about it. And so I just want to make sure I live a
0: gout-free life. You know what they say about resolutions is that the more specific they are, the easier it is to follow them. So avoid gout is more specific than be healthier. And
1: I hope it comes across like I'm not shaming anyone if they have that. It's literally just like all over the press. You like... Google yeah. it. Thanks to, find... the, thanks
0: to The Favorite, which we discussed a few episodes back. Yes. Uh, but that said, Meghan Markle's resolution was very vague. Leave room for magic. And you know what? It turned out well for her.
1: Also, it's so true what she said about like, you know, make plans but be okay if they break and set goals but be open to change. Like, if she wanted these goals that year to be like, you know, book a movie, do more suits, like other stuff like that, those are probably attainable. But because she didn't set any set goals, it was fine when she met a handsome prince and fell in love. It's
0: always fine when you meet a handsome prince and fall in love.
1: Not if you're trying to book a movie.
0: (laughs) What I do think is more important to note is that what she basically is saying is that running a marathon is antithetical To marrying a prince. So I guess I won't run a marathon this year. Yeah. But you did go running yesterday. I ran exactly one lap around the lake in Central Park yesterday, you guys. And my hips are hurting so much that our producer is worried there's something wrong with my gait, which there definitely is. (laughs) If anyone would like to send in tips, info at Gallery Podcast, please encourage me. Um, I am so proud of you, guys. And also tell me what I'm doing wrong. (laughs) Meghan Markle would definitely know. But again... You heard it here first. Running a marathon is no way to find a prince. That's what she said. That's absolutely what she said. Please don't quote us on this tabloids. We were joking. (laughs) Excellent point. I should be more afraid of the tabloids coming after me.
1: Um, And so now we were going to get into some royal stylist updates. And our favorite one, of course, is so as we talked about before, Chris Jackson is the Getty royal photographer. He is married to Natasha Archer, who is Kate Middleton's stylist. And Royals they, Power Couple. Yes, power couple. And they had their baby. His name is Theo. And Chris keeps
0: on putting pictures on Instagram. And I love it. It's such a cute little baby. He's almost oppressively cute and he has blonde eyebrows. Yes. Which I just really like on a baby. <laughs> <laughs> he looks so curious. Like cause they look like they're raised because they're so blonde.
1: He's so cute and they look so happy. And Caitlin and I have just been like sending each other, like DMing each other these pictures, like, oh yes. Aw, look at this. And so That is truly adorable. But um, Elle had a report um, where they talked with a royal insider who kind of talked about um, Meghan Markle and Kate Middleton's fashion. And they're saying, like, in contrast to some reports, uh, Meghan actually made a conscious effort to try to not dress like Kate, not because she didn't enjoy Kate's style. Elle says that Kate was giving her tips, just like people said, and, like, helping her with royal protocol, but she was trying to do her own thing. And then the report says... um, Megan and Kate have different teams to plan their outfits. Megan works with her friend and stylist, Jessica Mulroney, to review what she wears, what she'll wear to events long in advance. And as Mulroney is based in Toronto and visits Megan only periodically. So that's kind of seems like confirmation that she's still working with Jessica. Yeah. And oh, I didn't even have this in our list, but... MarieClaire.com published a really interesting story about Jessica Mulroney written by Michelle Ruiz, who was on the show. Yeah. And Michelle uh, wrote that she respects Jessica's hustle. And I I feel like it was really nice. Yeah, it's a great, great piece. Highly recommend. Yeah. And like the gist is, Jessica Maroney has like a million jobs and works really hard. And yeah, she's on Instagram, but she's not selling Megan out at all. And that's really admirable. And I guess that's a really low bar, but like, <laughs> right? but like with she's the other not people, like the
0: Markle family. Yeah.
1: With the other people in Megan's life, Jessica doesn't talk out about her. Like she's very discreet. And that's, that's actually a really great point. Yeah. And then um, Elle says that, Kate, meanwhile, works with Natasha Archer Jackson, who often has designers send samples to Kensington Palace. Kate will try the clothes with her there, and the two will choose what Kate ultimately wears to events.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess it's not surprising to hear that they would try to, that Megan would try to distance herself from Kate's style, which I think is kind of hard to do because... They both have to dress very appropriately and conservatively, and there's only so many, like, ways you can play within that. I mean, we've discussed that a bit in the past that, like, I think Kate is even more conservative in her dressing and dresses almost like she's, I don't know, in the 50s or 60s sometimes. Like, her styles look like they would fit right in with, like, a Jackie Kennedy kind of look. Mm-hmm. Um, so Megan pushes that a little bit, but there's only so much difference you can make. It's, like, dressing like a congresswoman, you know? Like, how stylish can you really be?
1: Yeah, and this article is, like, very positive. It's not at all saying, like, Megan doesn't want to dress like Kate or anything like this. Like, for instance, it says Mulroney has certainly kept an eye on Kate's style because she hasn't put a foot wrong and is a great role model. So they're, like, taking cues from Kate for, like, what not to do. Not saying that Kate's doing the wrong thing, but, like, you know, Kate's paving a really great path for them. But they're letting... Megan have her own style and you can tell that the women have
0: different styles just like two normal women would yeah I guess we won't really know a ton about what's gonna happen with the Mulroney effect for a while because I don't know I don't think we're gonna see a ton of Megan Markle in the next couple of weeks like we're not gonna get as many outfits in a row as we did of course in the fall Um, Mm -hmm. so it'll be hard to see like if she's working with a new stylist but I look forward to analyzing that in the new year Yes. You know, we also have a Mulroney update of her own. As we discussed, she has a bajillion jobs. Yes. And so one of her jobs has a fun little update. Yes. So she is a fashion contributor to Good Morning
1: America, which is a fantastic gig. And congrats again to her for doing that. Um, But so GMA and Jessica Mulroney, who one of her many gigs is that she is a wedding stylist and helps with wedding events and she is all over like weddings magazines and obviously played a huge hand in the royal wedding. Um, but so GMA is timing up with Je- timing, I can't talk. GMA is teaming up with Jessica Mulroney to give away a wedding vacation um, by Sunwing, Royalton Luxury Resorts, and Vacation Express. A wedding. Yes, a She's wedding. She's giving away a wedding. So all you have to do is be engaged.
0: Yeah, I mean, like... Oh, also, like,
1: I think you have to live in the U.S. It's not
0: a reason to get engaged and married, but whatever motivates you and your partner toward you know, forever bliss. Right. So she announces on GMA and it's kind of nuts. So the, we're currently in the entry period. It goes from December 28th to February 1st. Um, There's all this info. If you go to good morning America, you can find all of this, but they'll get a, Whoever wins, they get a wedding ceremony at the Royalton Punta Cana Resort and Casino. um, And they can work with the hotel, obviously, to plan their own date. Um, They get 30 guests to attend. They get the cocktail hour and reception. All of that is paid for. And I believe that GMA is also covering, or not GMA, rather, the, the Sunwing, is covering the airfare as well. Yeah,
1: this seems like a pretty great deal. So here's the thing. If you're engaged... You have to apply and you have to invite me and Caitlin. We need to be involved <laughs> excessively and like overwhelmingly involved in the planning process.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Maids of honor. Yeah. Call maids.
1: Yes. We will be one of the people flown for free.
0: Yeah. I mean, we when we saw this pop up over the holiday, we immediately sent it to our producer who got married a month ago and we were like, get married
1: again. Yeah. Your wedding has to be redone, Matt.
0: <laughs> Redo it. Yeah. I mean, also, no big deal. It says the cash prize, the like, approximate retail value is $35,000. Yeah, and look,
1: you get wedding suit and gown attire for the couple and wedding party up to 10 people by Indochino and Kleinfeld Bridal. Kleinfeld, as in Say Yes to the Dress. A spa retreat at Elizabeth Arden in New York. Oh, my God. (laughs) Okay, so... Please enter, please win, and we are excited to be on this
0: journey with you. Yeah, GMA is not making us do this. We are doing this out of the desire of our hearts. Oh, yeah, this is not SpawnCon. This is SponCon. literally, please invite us con. Yeah, I want to go to Punta Cana. Let's all get married. <laughs> 2019. So exciting. Just as long as you don't play Scrabble with your boyfriend. <laughs> exactly. <voices. laughs> exactly. It's very dangerous. Uh, so really exciting times with the uh, the stylists of Kensington mm-hmm. Palace. Um, but before we adjourn the royal pod, shall we do some highs and lows? Yes.
1: It's time for the royal highs and
0: lows. So we're going to start with lows because we like the positivity at the end. Yeah, we're making an institutional change. I decided this today. Um, mm-hmm. Instead of doing highs, then lows, lows, then highs. Hello. Sounds great. So we can end on happy notes. So my low
1: is going to be that. Although, we were so happy that the family was together at Sandringham, the downside to that is that we didn't get any cute pictures of the Cambridge kids with candy canes, which we yeah. get if they go visit um, Kate's family.
0: Yeah. So, I was under the impression that, that the pictures of Prince George with his little candy cane on Christmas morning, that adorable like photo session from two or three years ago, was at the Sandringham services, but Lisa schooled me that, no, that was at Buckleberry when they visit the Middletons. Yes. So we haven't gotten that in a couple of years. I just wish they I almost wish they had never done it because now I expect the kids to be there every Christmas morning and then they never are. But maybe one day when they're like a little older. Yes. I'm sure they were at home playing with their toys or something. Oh yeah. They woke up early to play with their toys. Like who wants to go to snoozy church? No offense to church. I just remember going to church on Christmas morning and you're like, Can I go back and play with my toys, please? <laughs> so like respect the kids. I understand that. But a definite low. I agree. Yeah. Um, my low is that friggin' Samantha Markle talked to some tabloid and announced her resolutions, New Year's resolutions for Meghan Markle and basically it was like be nicer to our dad and like remember who paid for your college classy and eat some more chocolate to sweeten your disposition I have have a couple of resolutions for Samantha Markle (laughs) The first, second, and third are shut your mouth. And the fourth is leave room for magic. (laughs) (laughs) Leave room for magic. That's my retort for the rest of this year. Um, That's so amazing. So that's all the airspace she gets on this episode. Yeah, She did a stupid thing, whatever. Of course she did. So I guess she's not making any changes in 2019. Mm -hmm. Cute. Um, What's your high? My
1: high is that uh, we keep on seeing more pics from The Crown. And I'm just so excited. We, of course, have no idea when it's coming back. And it doesn't seem like it's coming back anytime soon. I guess it's not
0: airing over Christmas. No. (laughs) I guess that ship has
1: sailed. Yeah. But I just love seeing the photographs. And I... It makes me really excited. I mean, I'll I, take it. Yeah, I can't wait to stay inside for a week straight doing nothing
0: <laughs> but watching this repeatedly. Yeah, I'll take it. Yeah. Um, my high um, is that today, right before I left for the podcast, um, my edit- I write for Town & Country sometimes, and my editor there obviously knows I'm a Royals fan, and she reached out to me on Slack, which maybe some of you use, and she said... Um, we're making a pool for Meghan Markle's due date. Do you want in? Basically, I'm saying I was very honored to be asked to give five dollars towards the pool. Um, we're now in that time where people are really starting to like take their bets and like yeah. bookies are doing their thing. And just this morning, like a coworker was like, officially, what do you think it's going to be in your official professional opinion? I don't know. I mean, we don't know. I don't know either. We're going to keep seeing speculation. I think now that we're in 2019, people are like, am I getting a baby in February? Which I understand. It could be anywhere between February and June.
1: Yeah, I I mean, I just want the baby to be happy and healthy. And obviously, like, neither of us have had kids. But I just had, like, one of my really close friends have a kid. And I, I just, like, my priority is just Megan's health and safety. And so I hope that, and the baby's health and safety. So I hope that, like.
0: Everyone can make their bets, but just, like,
1: let her live. Although I
0: hope you win, Caitlin. (laughs) I hope you win this I also, I do like kind of the surprise of it. As I said, like, the winter bums me out sometimes. It's it's so gray and it's so dark. So I like the idea that we might get a surprise baby one morning. Like, we just wake up in February or March or something. Oh, my God. It'll be like when you were
1: in Paris and you were texting (laughs) me at, like, 4 a.m., because no one else is awake and you're like, hello,
0: they're hello? having a baby. Exactly. I'll just be, how about this? I'll just be in Europe for the next four months just in case. Okay. Just so I can be like ahead of the game. We'll just Skype in. We'll Skype, I'll Skype in for this podcast. <laughs> it's a sacrifice I'm willing to make. And you guys can drop us an email
1: at info at to ask us any and all questions about the Royals or just let us know about other dog books. <laughs> <laughs> There might be others. I'm sure there are probably about the Corgis, right? Oh,
0: for sure. That makes a lot of sense.
1: Yeah. And please remember to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a five star review. If you'd like on Apple podcasts, um, we've been getting a lot of really great reviews over the holidays and we're so happy that so many people were listening to us. Well, hopefully they're also doing nothing and just having a lazy holiday binge. I'm so honored. It's such an honor, but, um, we got a really nice review from MK Coban. Um, favorite podcast of 2019 nice yeah this year is already working out really well for us Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um they write i started dabbling in podcasts in 2017 and to date the only show i diligently listen to is royally obsessed simply put this podcast is a positive reflection of american intrigue into the british monarchy fun witty classy and intelligent you'll feel like you're catching up with friends while tuning in when tuning in give it a try
0: you will not regret it Wow, a positive reflection of American intrigue into the British monarchy. Maybe people should study us, like sociologists, <laughs> but just don't quote us in the tabloids. <laughs> yeah, that's what it makes it sound like. We are a good peek into American obsession in the British monarchy.
1: Yeah, You're I mean it's true, like. They're not representing us, but we're just fascinated by it all. Of course. I would say we're obsessed. You might say. <laughs> you might say we're royally obsessed. Um, and so you guys can follow the show on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. You can follow me, Lisa, at Lisa Raya on Twitter and Instagram and read my writing at The
0: Cut. And you can follow me, Caitlin, at hey K Menz, heykmenz, H E Y K M E N Z, on Twitter and Instagram and read my writing at CaitlinMenza.com. And until next week. God save the pod.
1: Happy 2019.
0: Yay. (laughs) We're getting a baby this year. (laughs) Her Majesties of Royally Obsessed have retired for this episode. God save the pod. And if you fancy the podcast, give Royally Obsessed the royal rating of five stars on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. Royally Obsessed is a
1: Gallery Podcast production.